Hello and welcome to season eight of Fashion Avenue. I cannot believe we're now at season eight. It's been a great ride. So many wonderful guests, so many great products that have been shared. And I'm back with a whole bunch of new episodes for you to listen to and get all of the inspiration from. I did take a few months off, but rest assured, I am alive and I am here and I'm ready to dive in. Also, just before I dive into the details of the first episode, I just wanted to let you know that I have also started another podcast. It's called I Met Someone and it is all about dating and relationships and there are so many funny stories. So go and check that out and please submit your story if you have a good one that you really want to share. Now today I'm chatting to the wonderful and creative Charlotte Knight who is the founder of beauty brand Ciate London. The brand quickly became known for pushing the boundaries with their innovative formulations and iconic nail products like their caviar manicure. Remember that one? Since expanding into color cosmetics, Ciate has gone from strength to strength and aren't scared of breaking the rules and also being the first to try something different. I chat to Charlotte about the early days of starting the brand working with some of fashion's biggest names, the fundamentals of keeping a business in good shape, how they come up with the most fun product ideas, and of course, we need to know what's in store for Ciate next. So if this sounds up your alley, then keep on listening and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. How are you? Oh, I'm Super, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here with you. Oh, I'm so delighted to have you. This is amazing. I've been a fan <laughs> of Ciate for so many years, so I was so excited when I got the opportunity to have you on. So thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you. That means so, so much. Thank you, thank you. I love, I love hearing that. You're very welcome. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> so good to hear. Um, so I'm just going to jump in. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, so I, I, I wasn't really sure as a really young um, girl, but I, as I kind of entered my teenage years, I, I kind of really wanted to get into interior design mm-hmm. um, and was just kind of really obsessive about kind of interiors and decoration and and was forever remodeling my bedroom and changing the walls. I used to drive my parents bonkers <laughs> because every couple of months I'd be like, you know, changing the wall colors and being quite outrageous with the colors of my room and like very clashing. And they always used to kind of think, really? You really <laughs> want to do those colors? And so I kind of guess that was a bit of my creative output um, yeah. and relief, you know, from an, from an early age. Um, and then, a few years later, I kind of thought, oh, no, I want to be a shoe designer and uh, thought I was going to go down that route, r- avenue for a little while and then and then found myself in beauty and obviously never looked back. <laughs> yeah, damn, you were created from a young age. Obviously, it's definitely flowed into what you do now. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do remember as a, as a young girl, um, I was always quite obviously at the time I didn't feel entrepreneurial but I I I must have had this entrepreneurial flair because I was always selling stuff of some sort you know I was yeah. like doing um uh yard sales or um they call them boot sales in the UK where yeah. you go to this kind of 
car park and you sell random things out of your house out the boot of your car which is just really odd because I don't even know if they do those anymore <laughs> but um and selling things at school and 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 just always kind of I guess I don't know just I guess that was a little entrepreneurial streak in me albeit very kind of low budget <laughs> <laughs> I love it you got to start somewhere so you got to start somewhere totally. <laughs> and so how did you get your start in the beauty world then so when I was um a teenager I, I was obsessively getting my nails done and that whole New York nail bar scene was really starting to hit London mm-hmm. um prior to that we didn't really have anything and so these nail bars were popping up all over the place um, around London, um, very much in the New York style. Um, and so started getting very um, obsessive about having my weekly manicure. Um, and then the lady who actually did my nails started doing training courses. So a friend of mine said to me, hey, why don't we actually learn how to do this? Because then we could travel the world, go and, and, and learn this skill. And if we ran out of money, we could kind of like do people's nails. And so I was like, you know, again, that little <laughs> little trade person or whatever, little sales person. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we 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 did this course and um, learned how to do you know gel nails and manicures and everything else. And um, I really enjoyed it, and I felt like quite. I used to you know be quite artistic with it, and really kind of thought actually this is really quite fun. And um, started to build up myself a little clientele and kind of doing like the mobile mobile scene and yeah. you know doing people's nails around their houses and stuff and then I actually moved to Dublin when I was 21 uh, with a friend um, was meant to be going there um, for a job actually a, a job in in property which was interior design oh, wow. led um, and I actually um, went there and and the, the, the hotel project that I was going to work on as like an assistant, obviously not an actual interior designer, but as an assistant so I could learn the trade. They um, they completely halted the, the project because they ran out of budget. Oh. So I found myself living in Ireland with no job and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Like I've literally told my whole family that I've moved abroad and, and I'm making this whole life for myself and now this has happened. And so... I actually went into a Tony and Guy hair salon Mm. in Dublin, getting my hair done. And I said to the gentleman doing my hair, hey, listen, why don't you have any nail bars in Ireland? There's nothing here at all. Um, And this scene is like buzzing in London. You guys should put a nail bar in your salon. I can guarantee you it would be packed. And he said to me, so do you know anything about nails? And I said, well, I've done a course. You know, I know how to do it, but I don't know anything about setting up a nail bar or anything and he said okay well I'll give you the front of my shop um and you can set up a nail bar if if you want to you know you can just you know we came to an agreement and two months later I had a nail bar open in the front of his salon and it honestly it was crazy there were people traveling from all over Ireland to Dublin to get their nails done because it was such a novelty nobody had ever had this before and, you know, before that, people kind of got their nails done for their communion and, I don't know, birthday. But now people were, like, religiously committing to getting their nails done. It was insane. And I then, like, became um, a bit of a, like, resident uh, beauty um, advisor on their daytime TV. It's like their version oh, of This Morning. Yeah. I would be the uh, – oh, you, you don't have This Morning. but I like know what TV it is, yeah. Of, of, oh, okay, perfect. Like a morning TV show. 
I was their kind of go-to on the, on the couch with the presenters and, you know, people would dial in and be like, oh, you know, I've got six cuticles. What do I need to do? And I'd be there <laughs> telling them how to look after their nails and what they needed to do. And wow. it was insane. I, I know. That. It just went like nuts. Oh yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Best idea going into that Tony and Guy and then chatting to him. <laughs> Bet you're glad you got your I hair done that day. A, I know, I went in for a blow dry and it actually came out with a business. It was like the most <laughs> crazy thing. <laughs> if only we could all have that happen to us, going for a blow dry, come out with a business. <laughs> and so this then took you to work with some of fashion's biggest names. So tell me about how mm-hmm. that kind of... I guess, took off for you in that sense? Yeah, so because I was living in Ireland and obviously, you know, doing all of the TV work and that became quite a regular thing um, and obviously had the nail bar that was really kind of like the talk of the town, I then started doing a lot of um, magazine front covers. So when celebrities were in town to shoot for the various, you know, Irish magazine titles, I was asked to come and do their nails. So I started kind of building up a bit of a, celebrity session nail technician um, role um, and was doing that a lot more and then started doing runway shows for Irish designers and then it just kind of catapulted and I guess it's like when you get into a a network like that it's so incestuous isn't it you're on a you're on a shoot and then suddenly you meet a photographer who's flown in from London or you meet, I don't know, a model of, who says, hey, I want you to do my nails at my next shoot or a designer that says, listen, I'm doing a show in Paris. I want you on my team. And then it just kind of grew from there. And it was it was crazy. It was like you meet one person who connected you to another. And, you know, I just built this little black book of contacts, I guess. And before I knew it, before I, knew it I was uh, doing shows in London, Paris, uh, New York. Um, for some incredible designers you know I was luckily enough, lucky enough to work with Alexander McQueen wow. um, actually with you know Lee himself wow. actually worked on one of his shows which was just the most incredible um, experience because I mean he was fearless in his approach to um, fashion but also his, his fashion shows oh wow, wow. And, and Stella McCartney and um, Vivian Westwood and wow. the list just goes on so it kind of was one of those things that one door just you know one door opens and it led somewhere else and, and it just it just got kind of bigger and bigger and bigger really yeah. um which was amazing it was an incredible experience oh um and I guess it's what opened the door for me for Ciate in the yeah. end you know yeah for sure and when did you get your idea for Ciate and how did that come about so I actually um used to spend a lot of time on the on the on the shoots and things and backstage and you have so much downtime when you're waiting around and everything and I had my little sketchbook and I always used to sit and draw if I was to have a little range of nail polishes what would they look like and I'd be there sketching away and all of them had like this little black bow on the outside of the bottles and I used to just sketch away and it was kind of just like daydreaming and sketching and um, you know not really knowing how I would make it a reality but I knew it was something I really wanted to do. And I wanted to try and break the barrier of bringing runway to retail because there was this kind of huge gap between the looks that you would create on the runway and then the the uh, uh, product that was available in stores. 
And, the, and, and at that time, you know, we're talking back now to like 2010, the offering in stores was quite lackluster. It was quite ordinary. Whereas on the catwalk, we were creating the most outlandish, amazing looking nails. And, you know, for the average person to go and find this and to be able to recreate it, obviously, in a much more commercial fashion. But it just wasn't, the tools weren't even available to people. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's where my head started spinning and was thinking okay how can I bridge the gap how can I take a piece of runway because obviously if you took true runway it's just way too editorial and it's just not it it doesn't fit in with everyday life (laughs) (laughs) how could we take a piece of it and make it you know life friendly that you could actually you know rock these nails of an evening or, or throughout the day or whatever and that's kind of where Ciarte came to life um and obviously, 2009 is when I kind of bit the bullet. And, and, and when, when I first launched the brand, it was just a range of, of 24 nail polishes. That was it. Wow. Um, and, and really, the big moment came um, a couple of years later when I really started to do bridge that gap where I, where I was bringing runway to retail with the, with the sets like caviar manicure and the velvet mm-hmm. manicure and all those incredible kind of DIY um, manicure sets that, that we created at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And how long did it take you to, I guess, formulate and then actually launch Ciarte? So um, I kind of had my my heart set on it, I would say, around um, 2007. And I was like, okay, I really want to do this. I really, really, really want to do this. And then I had to obviously go into kind of a whole load of research, research, you know, who who are the manufacturers out there? What's the options on manufacturing? What does this look like in terms of costing? How much finance am I going to need? Um, where's the opportunities? Where does the white space exist? Um, how can I scale it up, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and just really trying to do as much homework as I could. What I quickly learned that there was that there was only around three leading nail polish manufacturers in the world, wow. believe it or not. Um, yeah, so if you can imagine how many makeup uh, manufacturers there are, there are thousands. But for nails, there's really only three that create exceptional nail polish. So it wasn't too challenging. It wasn't too challenging to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but still kind of went on a whole journey around the US, around Europe, visiting manufacturing, testing formulations. Nail polish is great in that because it is a chemical base, you don't have to go through the kind of stability testing that you'd have to do if you were launching a skincare range, for example. Wow. Um, so it's more simplistic in its development. And, you know, when you're working with a manufacturer, you're choosing your chosen, you're choosing your favorite base. And then it's about actually working on, okay, I want it to be a little bit longer wear, or I want it to have even more shine, or I want it to have even more explosive pigment. And then you work on your shades. Um, but, you know, there was the whole modelling of the bottle and I wanted to make the bottle ergonomic so it fit, it fit in the shape of your hand to make it easier nice. to hold when you were painting your nails. I wanted a long stem on the handle because the longer the stem, the more control that you have because you can hold the uh, handle at the base. I wanted a wide, flat brush so you could paint your nails with ease because it's much more challenging with a skinnier brush I wanted the brush to curve at the edges so it fits 
the shape of your cuticle. So there was kind of like all of these little little design features that I wanted to make sure were perfect for when we launched. So when someone did paint their nails themselves, it was as foolproof as possible. Um, so that was the kind of bit that took the longest time, mm-hmm. um, testing and, and figuring all that, that bit out. And then obviously 2009, we, we launched. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a journey as well. Gosh. <laughs> and did you face any challenges when starting your business? Um, I think in the beginning, no, because it was so small. You know, if yeah. you're just launching 24, range, so 24 nail polishes, it's pretty low investment. You know, I didn't have to kind of have – I was working from home, didn't have a team. I just had me, myself, and an assistant who's actually still with me today, actually. Oh, great. Um, and I know, right? <laughs> and um, so it wasn't kind of, okay, I'm having to invest my lifelong savings into this and I'm borrowing you know, money from every family member that I know or I've, I've got myself a huge bank. So it wasn't like that at the beginning because it was so small. Yeah. Um, I think the challenges came when we really started to become known and needed to scale right. um, because, you know, if we think back at the time when we launched the caviar manicure in 2012, which was a manicure where you had tiny little beads that you sprinkled into your um, wet nail polish. And it really was one of a kind product. Um, And it really did shape the industry because everybody was going crazy about this product. I mean, it was, I never in a million years expected the reaction that that product had. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sephora was quick to, to want to launch that product in the US. And, you know, they they purchased over 120,000 sets. Can you imagine? Whoa. And they sold out in a week Whoa. when it hit their stores. So that was how massive this, that, that was just Sephora, right? So when we developed that product, when we, when we designed it, I still only had three, t- three people in my team. We were still working in a tiny little office. Um, I created this idea of the manicure on a set with a little um, bottle of beads from a craft store. Suddenly, there is all of these customers that want this product. And we had no idea of how we were going to industrialize this product, how we were going to scale production in such little amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I needed to scale the business literally from three people to 20 people in record time. We needed to get a bigger office. We needed to get like a distribution center. Um, we needed to scale up the production facility. So it was hugely stressful and everything had to be done so quickly to not to not miss the opportunity because, you know, we, we, it just wasn't expected it wasn't like it had been thought through and planned for, for so long. It was just mm. this moment that came. The reaction was insane. And we obviously wanted to ride the wave. Yeah. But with that became, with that came huge um, infrastructure um, improvements in a really short space of time. And I guess that was really challenging because I hadn't done it before. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like trying to wade through that was 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 really challenging and and you know in hindsight I probably should have gone and and got some amazing advisors around me from an early from an early stage yeah and and people that had kind of been there and done it but I didn't just because I didn't have time to even find those people you know because 
finding those people and then kind of vetting those people and building a relationship and a rapport with those people takes time. So it was kind of this moment came and it was like, react, 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 or we're going to miss this moment. Um, it was exhilarating. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my God, if you could bottle that feeling, oh, it would be like stronger than serotonin, stronger than serotonin. But, but, you know, if I look back and I think, oh, if I was to do it all over again, you know, what advice would, would I give my, you know, uh, you know, 10 years ago, what advice would I give myself? And it would have been to, to, to you know, to get advisors around me from an early stage. But again, I couldn't even have, I didn't know it was coming. So it wasn't even like I could have prepared, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. And was that the biggest turning point for your business, would you say? Oh, my gosh, yes. It was absolutely the turning point. It was just such an incredible um, year uh, that that we launched that product. And then what happens is you launch a fantastic product like that and the reaction is huge, but then the pressure is insane. Mm, because you don't want to be a yeah you don't want to be a one-hit wonder where everyone's kind of like okay you know that was nice thank you (laughs) that's all you had (laughs) so then the pressure's on because you know press is saying what next retailers are saying what next and so we then launched every four months a brand new DIY manicure set so we launched the velvet manicure the chalkboard manicure we had flowers we had feathers Oh my goodness, we had so many, oh and that goodness. was um, that was incredible. And I'd say I think we did about twelve, and I would say ten were fantastic, two did terribly, um, but I guess that's pretty good, um, a pretty good percentage. That is <laughs> so <success>. good. <laughs> <laughs> but the two, the two that were terrible were really terrible. But it was also <laughs> because of timing and things, and just yeah. just various things that happened um, when we launched them. But um, it was definitely the turning point and you know and we we were getting recognized by some really really you know incredible people in the industry we we won the wwd newcomer of the year award in the u.s which was just unbelievable you know the people in that in that room you know were major major brands winning awards you know leonard lauder shook my hand giving me the award it was just one of those pinch pinch myself moment yeah so I think it was definitely the, the the product that got us you know got us on the map for sure it's so funny because I did say to you before we started recording that from Ciate like one of my favorites yeah. that I ever had and it was the caviar manicure oh was it oh yes. amazing yes I was obsessed <laughs> with it and it came with like the little funnel and it did. Yeah. 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 That was like yeah. my which first. Color, which, which color did you have? Um, I had, it was kind of like the rainbowy one. It kind of had like, oh, a, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. green and yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what shade. Called, that was called rainbow. Oh, that well, there you go. Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the one I had and that was my first CRT product. So that was my introduction. So I definitely jumped on that train. The caviar. Yeah, no, it was, it was. It was it was so great. It was so so great. We'd just have to launch the vegan caviar now, wouldn't we? No, I'm only joking. That was <laughs> vegan too. It wasn't real caviar. <laughs> but you think about these days, if you were to relaunch the product, you know, every everything gets kind of so kind of like the critique that uh, launches get now is insane. The products yeah. are really put under the microscope. So I laugh with my team sometimes, and I say, oh, if we were to redo the caviar. You know, we'd probably have to call call out 
even though they were glass beads. We probably have to pull out that it's vegan because, you know, we are a vegan brand now. We are yeah. literally, you know, people, you know, some people would read that and be like, oh, that's not vegan. But yeah. Is, oh, but, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. It's so true, though. People are just, yeah, they they show no mercy when, I guess, reviewing no. and critiquing brands and their new yeah. products. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it really, it, it is, it is. I mean, it's great because there's there's so much more transparency in 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 beauty now, which yeah. I think is so great. And a lot of those marketing placebos, people can't hide behind those as mm-hmm. much anymore, which I think is also great. Yeah. You know, the consumer has never been so educated, mm. um, and they know how to read an ingredient list and they know what ingredients to look out for and they know which ones they really don't want to see on an ingredient. And all of that is fantastic. But I think it has got to the point where it's a little bit hypersensitive and it kind of goes sometimes to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and a lot of brands, they put their heart and soul into their launches and to their new products. And, you know, we don't always get it right. And, you know, we're also only human and some things can happen. And, but it's just, you know, you sometimes you're attacked. You just are instantly attacked. Yeah, that's um, right. for certain things. So yeah, I mean, it 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 has its pros and cons, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's also part of that almost cancel culture that we're seeing. Yeah, happen a lot. Yeah, like terrible. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, you know, and it's um, it's so negative. It's it's yeah. that's the really downside of the, this digital world that we live in, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's. I always say there's such an ugly side to beauty, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the beauty industry does have this huge cancel culture. Yes. Um, you know, you don't see it in like fashion and, uh, you know, you don't see it in that world so yeah. much. But in beauty, because of the, the beauty influences and everything, you really see it. And um, it's really it's really sad because, you know, the beauty industry should all be about making you feel confident and making you feel beautiful. And that's what it's always been there for. And yeah. Um, there has been a, you know, there's a huge negative um, cloud, which unfortunately has has made the beauty industry more uglier than than it needs to be. So, I'm really hoping that that stops, and 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 you know, that was just. I'm hoping that it was a moment in time because I think I definitely think it's got better, but let's see. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can only hope that people will be a bit nicer, a bit kinder. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And so how did you keep the momentum going from the launch of Caviar and grow the brand to what it is now? So as I mentioned, we carried on launching these nail sets, you mm-hmm. know, every four months for two years after Caviar. And then in 2015, we actually, you know, took the leap to launch Colour, you know, launch everything Colour Cosmetics. Yeah. Um, and so Ciate became, you know, a full-on colour brand as of 2015. And that was really to allow us to continue uh, to release creativity in a way that expanded across everything. So if you think about what we really became known for, it was innovation, it was colour, it was texture. And so those three things can be used in all things makeup. Yeah. So we kind of felt that we were going to end up kind of being restricted if we just continue to play in nails. And we worked with, you know, the biggest manufacturers in the world. And we were like, you know what? We are exposed to so much wonderful product and wonderful raw materials and pigments and textures, et cetera, et cetera. Like we could 
had so much fun and we could bring the market so much great product. So it was scary. It was really scary um, to to cross over to colour because, you know, it's a whole different ball game. Um, But we did it. And I will admit when we first launched colour, we played it a bit too safe Mm -hmm. um, and tried to kind of feel things to all people um, and kind of lost a bit of our way in terms of the innovation side of things, the wow factor that we kind of had built our whole DNA on. Um, but anyway, have, have, we had a word with ourselves and we're like, listen, no, come on, we've got to get this together. Let's go back to what we, we are known for. And so kind of like from around 2017, we made sure that every product that we launched, you know, was innovation at heart, um, was a, maybe a, a never been seen before formulation. Um, it, you know, had something about it that was unique that maybe wasn't, didn't already exist or just kind of switched it up a little bit. And that kind of came through from general product development, but also our collaboration strategy, because again, we strive to look for collaborations where other people are not looking. And everything that we do is about beauty unexpected. And we just love to wow. We love to have that wow moment where people kind of like, well, that was unexpected. Yeah, wasn't expecting that, whether it's the product or whether it's the collaboration and just try to ooze this magic and and, and wow factor. I guess wow factor is the only thing I can say really to to describe it. And how do you, I guess, pivot your products with the times and and what's the creative process at Ciarte like when you're looking to create a new collection or working towards a product launch? So we use a lot of trend forecasting tools to try and understand, you know, what ingredients are really trending, right. where is the market heading, what are going to be key trends um, coming up. So, for yep. example, key trends right now are makeup with skincare benefits, yep. you know, so making sure that our makeup works much harder for us and actually, you know, has active ingredients for our skin as well, especially with everything that we've been through in the last year. Oh, yeah. We're at home, we're on Zoom. Yep. We're, we're analyzing our skin a lot more when we're actually looking at ourselves all day yep. on um, Zoom and team calls. We're yeah. not wearing as much makeup. So we want to feel more confident in our actual skin and look after our skin. So makeup with skincare benefits, huge trend. So then we'll start to go to our manufacturers and, and say, you know, and brief them with, with concepts that we're looking to do. They also create, you know, trend stories themselves of yep. raw materials and, and products they've been working on. Um, and then it's kind of a real collaborative process. So a mix of manufacturing um, manufacturing expertise and exciting new raw materials or ingredients that are coming up, mixed with kind of trend forecasting tools, mixed with a bit of blue sky, hey, well, what if we took this and this and then made it into this? Could that work? And then sometimes half the people in the room are like no and other and the other half are like yeah we could and then it's kind of making something work and trying to you know improve a product that is out there but doesn't do a great job is there a way that we can make make it but better um, is there a is there a product that exists exists in another industry but if you created a beauty version of it could that be wonderful so just trying to always push ourselves and push the bow you know push the boundaries of beauty um, and, you know, just try to disrupt, look for the white space amongst our retailers or amongst the industry, amongst a category and see if there's a way that we can disrupt it. Absolutely. That's so interesting. And I guess, yeah, how you, you know, 
pivot and create and innovate. And how many product launches does Ciate do a year? So we launch um, four times a year and each launch has an average of, I'd say, three to four products. Mm-hmm. Great. So yeah, so about 12 products a year, roughly. Amazing. And let's talk about Sorry, some of your best sellers. What products have you found Mm -hmm. are just flying off the shelves? So one of our heroes that's kind of um, one of our really early products in colour and still going strong is a product called Dewy Stick, which is basically a highlighting balm that has no pigment or shimmer or glitter in it. So it gives you this incredible glass-like glow on your skin but without any of that you know the pigments and shimmers etc because sometimes especially as you age a little and you start to get some like laughter lines around your eyes or crow's feet or whatever shimmer or any kind of pearl particles can actually make those lines even more uh, visible because it sits in the lines and then actually it's even more obvious yeah. So what this product does is it just gives you the most beautiful glowing skin and it's just, oh, it just, it works with every skin tone. It's completely universal. It works for guys, for girls. It works for all ages. But it's also, whenever one of my, whenever one of my um, friends is going on holiday, I say, oh my goodness, do you have Jewish sticks? And, <laughs> say, and obviously most of the time they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you need to pack it. It is your number one vacation hero because when you're away you get a bit of sun-kissed skin you're going to be using dewy sticks on your shoulders you're going to be using it on your collarbones you're going to be using it on your lips you can like you can pat down like those stray weird fluffy hair you get when you're on holiday and it's humid like it has so and obviously you're going to use it for your cheeks because you're not going to be wearing foundation because you've Mm -hmm. got this lovely fresh tanned skin well, not tanned, but maybe sun-kissed because we should be wearing fat to 50, but you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just like your absolute, like, holiday hero. But I use it all year round anyway. So that's one of our absolute heroes. And then our Wonder Wand Mascara yes. has been such a staple product for us over the years. It's got the most incredible claims. And it's just a mascara that does everything. You don't have to compromise. You will get incredible volume and incredible length but you won't, and you'll get incredible wear. So you're not going to get any of the crumbling and flakiness that you sometimes get from a mascara and you kind of look at your eyes at the end of the day and you have that yeah. kind of panda eye where <laughs> all these like black flecks have dropped down in, yeah. underneath your eye. Like it, that just doesn't happen with this mascara. And it's just amazing. It sets your eyelash. You can kind of push your lash up to get an amazing curl. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's this hourglass-shaped wand, beautiful. and the bristles uh, have all different lengths. So you're going to capture every single lash. It just gives you the most kind of impactful lash without it looking over the top. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can put a mascara on, and you, yeah, I mean, it looks amazing, but there's, it, you're wearing so much product. Yeah. That there's kind of your borderline, like, oh, you know, is this too much? Whereas it gives you. <laughs> such an impactful lash but without you looking over the top because you know that's not the trend now you know we don't want that heavy makeup look we just want to look you know as as natural as possible and just to um that whole minimalist beauty you know Absolutely. so yeah that's another one of our big uh, top top sellers 
Amazing. I do love a mascara. I'm such a mascara girl. I do have naturally long lashes. I don't know where they're from, but I'm very grateful for them. <laughs> I don't know what side of yeah, my family yeah. they're from, but I'll take it. Um, yeah, but, totally. Yeah, but a mascara to me is just gold. So I actually have the Wonder One in my hands right now, and I'm very excited to try it. Oh, my it. goodness. Okay. And I love the packaging. Now, I have a little beautiful. thing about mascara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the packaging is beautiful. I have a thing about mascara, and it doesn't matter which brand it is. Yeah. And this go this rule goes for all mascaras. But a mascara is a little bit like um, like a bottle of wine in a way. You know, when you get a brand new bottle of wine, and you need to leave the cork off or the or the lid off for a little while to let yes. it kind of oxygenate a little bit. Yeah. So a mascara to me, and I do have many people who agree with me, but they've just never realised this before. It's actually at its best when it's kind of about a week old like when you first get a brand new mascara yeah it's always like you know when you you use a brand and you love it and then you run out and you go buy a new one that first week of using the new one you're kind of a bit like oh this isn't as I remembered it Mm -hmm. because it almost needs to kind of have you like take the wand in and out a few times and oxygenate just a little bit and then you're like, oh, this is the mascara I know and love. And it's just really strange. Oh but it's gosh, actually really yes. true about every mascara. It is so funny <laughs> you say that because I think about that all the time. I really oh, do. You? Because I'm like, oh, like, oh, I just have to wait a week or two until, you know, I see. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. think I think yeah. that in my head, but, you know, I've never really said it out loud before. So you say yeah, that. No, I'm like, you kind of feel a bit. I know because you don't want to say it out loud because you think is it just me yeah um and then you think you're being silly or you think oh has the brand changed the formula or yeah you know you whatever you start questioning it but it's so so true because I is. even know like I've been obviously using Wonder Wand forever and I always know when I run out of the one I've been using for a few months I kind of have that moment of oh no it was so perfect because the more you use it the kind of the better and better and better it gets and then you then you know you have to start a new one and I just always know that I'm not going to love it for the first yeah even even to the point what you know what I do is that if I'm running out and I know I need another one I'll buy the new one but then if I have an event coming up or I'm going out for a special occasion I'll wear the old one and I'll be like I can't open the new one yet I did that not too long ago when I went out with a friend for cocktails and I was like, oh, no, like I won't open the new one now. I'll just. How funny is that? That is so funny. The thing funny. is, is I've, I've actually thought about how we could do a whole marketing campaign around it, right? Yeah. Because it is something that we all feel and, and think about, but you don't voice it. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God, we should totally do a marketing campaign. But then it's like, how do you even do a campaign about something like that, you know? But anyway, I still think it could be super fun. Absolutely. I feel like it's just one of those things people notice but don't say. I don't know. Like yeah. it's, it's something that I've noticed over the years and I'm, I never like want to open a new one because I'm like, oh, like I need to go through the week or two I know. it's just not as good. It's like performing at its best. That is hilarious. I <laughs> love a, that. We did a campaign. We did a, a, a mascara campaign years ago. It was like, show your mascara face. Because you know how we all do the weirdest, yeah. funniest <laughs> mascara faces when we're putting our mascara on. Yeah. But I thought we did a whole, um, like an Instagram campaign. And unfortunately, like, it just didn't take off because <laughs> probably no one wanted to show just how absolutely ridiculous <laughs> when they do their mascara. But I thought it was so fun. I thought people would just want to get involved. But yeah. then, you know, we quickly realised that, 
on Instagram, everyone wants to look perfect <laughs> and no one wants to look their worst. <laughs> so true. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That's so funny. And um, tell me about Ciate's foundation because this is very exciting. Yes, yes, yes. So when we first broke into colour in 2015, we didn't actually launch complexion and we stayed very close um, very, very close to the uh, beauty triangle of eyes, cheeks and lips because those three categories are where we could still realise um, our heritage of colour, texture and pigment. And so we kind of felt that it would be way too much for our consumer to onboard us doing foundation because, you know, they've known and loved us for nail polish and these crazy nail sets. I think, you know, we were like, mm, it's going to take a little bit of time before they are on board with us giving them a, a foundation yeah. so we took our time when it came to complexion and actually only launched our first complexion product in 2019 which was the extraordinary foundation yes um and we just really wanted the foundation to do all things so rather than have to buy multiple foundations for when you want to be when you want to just have a really light coverage or a medium or a real heavy um full coverage this foundation does it all. So um, you can actually wear it super, super, super light coverage and just cover up any kind of um, blemishes or kind of, you know, any areas that where, you know, you know, where your um, skin is maybe a bit blotchy or maybe you've got some rosacea. Yep. It also works really well as a concealer. Um, and then obviously you can build up the coverage as you progress through the day. So if you can, you know, you can wear light coverage throughout the day and then apply another layer um, for an evening for a night out and what's nice about it is you can actually layer, layer it over each other because sometimes when you do that with products it, it does not work out yeah. well like it does not fit on each other well um, and it creates like this airbrushed finish it's that. absolutely beautiful um, and it's it's formulated with um, hyaluronic acid um, and with arctic uh, sorry mimosa um, and arctic rose Wow. Uh, we've got 22 shades, yes, so a really right. um, broad amount of shades, so very, very um, inclusive. Yeah. And it's a 50ml um, tube, which is a lot of product. Yeah, it is. A lot of I'm product. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Like, the size mm. of it's fabulous. I love it. Yeah, and a, a little really does go a long way as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, give. Uh, have you tried it yet? I haven't tried it yet, but I want to try it today. I was playing around with some yes. products last night, but um, this is definitely on my list to try next. Yeah, and, and you can honestly apply it with any, you know, either a, a sponge, a, a brush, mm-hmm. or your finger, and you're going to okay. get exceptional um, application. So whatever you're more comfortable of using in your yep. application, um, any anything goes. Yep. Um, but it just also, it stays in place all day. It just doesn't budge, but it doesn't feel heavy. You know, sometimes to get good coverage, you you literally feel like you have so much product on your yes. face. Oh my goodness! And it it's feels quite uncomfortable. Yes. You know, it just feels like you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to get that from this. This is so lightweight. It really, really does feel like second skin. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited. You know what I'm going to do today because it's early here. Before I start work today, I'm going to pop this on and be ready for my Zoom calls. And I'm going to see yep. how it goes. I'm very excited. Perfect. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'd love let to you know hear how, how you get how on. Goes. Yeah, I'll send yeah, you some photos. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and um, one thing I'm very excited about, and I want to try this on the weekend, is your Sun Switch nail polishes. 
Yes. Like, what? Can you please explain how this works? I'm so <laughs> excited about this. So obviously you guys in your summer months right now, it's yep. a perfect time for sun switch. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, this product was created um, basically, little backstory, back in 20, 2018, we launched a product called Glitter Flip. Mm-hmm. which was a transforming lip product. It was a first-to-market, never-been-seen formulation, which basically was a matte liquid lip. It was a metallic, uh, metallic matte. You put it on your lips, you let it dry, and then when you puckered your lips together and applied some pressure, it turned into a full-on glitter lip. It wow. went so viral, and it was so amazing. It was so exciting. It was it was like caviar all over again, yes. but the color. Yep. Um it, it was just exhilarating and when that happened we just went on a huge huge like mission of trying to make everything transform like everything I love so it. like every meeting every product development meeting we'd have was like okay what are we going to make transform what can we can we make the color flip can we make the texture flip yeah. you know can it turn from a gloss to a matte can it turn from this to this and wow. and it's a really challenging um thing to do because scientifically most things can't actually transform yeah um, especially in makeup because you're so restricted by regu- regulatory um things there's lots of product that does flip like for example thermoreactive product yeah, changes right. but yeah you can't get that product to be cosmetically safe. And so there's, there's things that in other industries like car paints and things like that that do do these things, but you can't ever work with them in color uh, cosmetics because, right. again, registration and, and everything else. Yeah. So anyway, we were working on nail polish and trying to think, okay, how can we make the re- uh, color change, etc. And then we got shown this technology that basically um, the UV reacts with the product and uh, changes the color of the product. So That's when amazing. we were shown this technology, we were so so excited um, because you, literally, you know, the white, the white to pink one. You'll paint your nails white. You will go out into the sunshine. And, and by the way, it doesn't have to be a lot of sunshine. It can just be any sunshine. Oh, so okay. it's not like you I have to sit in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be in like thirty degree sunshine. It just is just as soon as there's even a bit of sun your nails are going to turn pink. Oh my gosh. And when you are back out of the sun, your nails will return to white again. Oh my gosh. And then when you're back in the sun, <laughs> they'll turn pink again. And it's just so exciting. I'm it's so, so much fun. Charlotte, this is so <laughs> exciting for me. I cannot wait because I have, yeah, the marshmallow one, the white one that will go into pink. Yeah. So I'm so yeah. excited. And I'm going to do like a TikTok a reel on Instagram and I'm oh, going to put this to the test. I'm so excited about this when I got it I was like you're kidding so this is very exciting when we were developing the product my team my team said to me oh you know we've got this amazing thing to show you we just want you to try it so they told me to paint it on my nails and and just said okay we just want you to watch what happens so I went about my day and nothing happened right so I was like guys what are you talking about like nothing's changing anyway this went on for a couple of days yeah and then it dawned on me that the reason nothing was happening was that I was going to work in the dark and I was leaving work in the dark. And so there's me getting like all upset that all, everyone else was seeing these reactions. But on me, it just wasn't even working. And then I realized that obviously I'm working way too many hours because I'm like, 
it was last winter and I'm like actually not seeing the sunshine at all. You're not getting and so any vitamin D. I went out, I popped, uh, totally, I popped out um, to the office at, at lunchtime and there was like a little tiny bit of sunshine behind the clouds, not a lot. And my na- and I went to press the elevator, returning to my office, and my nails were pink, and I just lost it. Oh I'm gosh. like, oh, my God, it happened. Wow. So, yeah, super exciting. That's magic. I'm so excited because when I just got this in the mail earlier, what day is it? Early in the week, I think it was. Um, I was like, oh, great, because I just took off my nail polish that I was wearing. And so this is perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to put this on and test it, and I'm super excited. But one thing I Oh, did, my God, make sure you tag her. I will, mm. absolutely. But one thing I did try last night, and I put up an Instagram reel of it, um, mm. were mm. the Shadow Flip Liquid Shadows. Yeah. So mm. they're amazing. They're amazing aren't they? they give an instant multi-chrome effect on the lids. So yeah. why did you decide yeah. to create a product like this? Was it just you wanted more things to transform? Absolutely. You've got it. Exactly. <laughs> we have been on this mission for so long that any category that we can we can bring this to, we do. <laughs> so when we were working on um, you know, our version of cream eyeshadow because you know cream eyeshadows become such a staple category now. Yeah. Um, we we thought you know ours can't just be another cream eyeshadow. There's plenty of cream eyeshadows out there now. Ours needs to flip. It needs to transform. It needs to react somehow. Um, and so we we worked with these pigments, the chameleon pigments, and they are multi-chromatic. So as you said, you put them on as you move around in the light your eyes will change three different colors as you yes. move around in the light. It's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited last night. I put all of them on, so I did a look with, like, <laughs> the three of them because I wanted oh just a color explosion, and I loved it. And I yeah. put up, um, yeah, a little yeah. reel on Instagram and tagged you, and, um, yeah, it was very exciting. And then a couple of people were like, oh, oh my God. Amazing. Yeah, so I'm very excited and about this. And the thing these. is as well is they've got like a real dimension to them as well. If you shine like your phone torch or whatever onto them, you know, on your hand, you'll see like the layers of, of kind of the layers in them as well. Like they, they also look really glittery and really beautiful. So yeah. I, I, I'm obsessed with them. And they're so easy to use. I know You know, are. like one swipe. That's, yep. that's it. One swipe and it sets really quickly and you're done. Yeah. I'm so you really don't even have that. to be, you don't have to be a super, uh, like super advanced makeup artist to create the most unbelievable look on your eye. Mm-hmm. And then everyone be like, oh my God, how did you do that? I know, right? And then you're, you're like, like well, <laughs> don't I have some news for you? <laughs> and I know that you've done some fun collaborations. Obviously you spoke of this before. Like with Miss Piggy, who I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, fun yeah. fun fact, in my old job, I used to work in a magazine and um, I used to do this thing called Miss Piggy Fridays and because she's just my idol oh. and she's so sassy. Yeah, so I what I would do is my friend she's who so – I know, my friend who worked on the other side of the room – with her back towards me at work, I would send her really funny Miss Piggy gifts every Friday at the end of the day and just <laughs> wrap up the week with something really funny and sassy. And it was just, oh it was the best. God. And I, I still want to do that now. So <laughs> she's just oh, the best. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and she's just so sassy. Oh, she's my she's idol. So, yeah, love, love, love her. And the thing is, is over the years, we've just wanted to kind of, you know, it's all about that beauty unexpected. Mm-hmm. So rather than just create 
beauty collaborations that's just another face on a makeup palette or another, you know, another endorsement from a celebrity. Our collaborations are meaningful and there's like a higher purpose to them. So, for example, Jessica Rabbit. Yes. She is this iconic, most sexiest, glamorous, fearless woman in a cartoon from the 80s. So full of nostalgia for our generation. But she saves the man slash rabbit, right? So if you think about most fairy tales, it's always the, you know, it's always the princess who has to get rescued by the prince. And they're not actually great stories for our children to be growing up on, really. And so then you have Jessica Rabbit, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit. And that was in the 80s. And she was just a badass. She went, she saved her, her man. um, And she kind of, you know, she did it in her sassy, fearless way. So Jessica Rabbit collaboration for us was just epic. And it just kind of, we love to collaborate with just amazing, fearless women, whether they're, uh, you know, like character women or, um, you know, the Miss Piggies of the world. But, you know, they're still female characters, real or not real. Um, They are powerful and they, you know, they're women to be reckoned with. And so... Um, that was a great collaboration. And then Miss Piggy, same. You know, she's been rocking body positivity for 40 years. Yeah. She's sassy. She speaks her mind. She is just so, she's just, you know, if, if you, we did this whole thing when we launched it about all of the things that she's done in her life. And like, <laughs> it had this thing about, you know, from a muddy farm to the Hollywood stage and da 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 And it was just like, she's, she's, she's been an author. She's starred in movies. She's, oh. you know, she's, you know done all of these different things and she's just incredible and she's just you know sassy. You, you summed it up she's so sassy yeah. so that for us was a great great collaboration and then last summer we collaborated with smiley world which is the original yeah. um original makers of the smiley face that we're all familiar with and you know came into the world way before emoji and everything else yeah and the smiley icon was actually created many 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 years ago and you know was kind of symbolic of the rave culture and all of these different times over the various decades um, about positivity and just trying to make people you know spread happy vibes and just just think more positively and we decided to collaborate with them felt that it was a really fun thing for us to do again really shining about you know happiness and positivity and just reminding other people to smile and it was really to try and kind of say hey enough of this cancel culture let's just be kind let's be happy Mm -hmm. let's be so grateful for what we have and let's love each other and it was just kind of you know all of these products with smiles everywhere there were smiles embossed into the side of the lipsticks we had smiley stickers for your nails the compact was smiley I mean everything we had mood boosting uh, poppy seed so in cute. the product formulation yes. we had um energizing cacao like everything was all about just feeling good and when we launched well we always planned to launch for july so as mm. you can imagine the whole world is in lockdown oh yeah um we're all feeling pretty glum um and so we actually did this incredible marketing campaign where we took huge oversized projections of a yellow smiley face gave it some lashes and some lipstick and projected it on the side of Westminster Abbey along the River Thames (gasps) and it was so incredible and it shone on St Thomas's Hospital all these people were in their hospital beds fighting for their lives and the NHS you know on the front line trying to save as many lives as they could and we just did this moment 
um, and it went so viral. It was so amazing. And it wasn't even, we didn't mention about makeup. We just said, you know, take time to smile. Just just pass on good vibes. Oh, just tell lovely. someone that you love them. You know, make someone laugh. Just just share some positivity. And it, it was incredible. And so that was a really, really special um, collaboration for us. Because, again, higher purpose, higher meaning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think when we do collaborations, we just try and, like, we're so detailed with it. So, like, the Jessica Rabbit lipstick was mm-hmm. the outside of the lipstick bullet was all red, like, red glittery sequins, so like beautiful. her dress. Yes. And then for Miss Piggy, the whole collection was scented with donuts, like, smelted donuts, because that's her favorite food. Yes. So it's, like, every single little um, detail in our collaboration. So I love when we do collaborations because you get to just do so much exciting stuff you know so fun I'd love to be in like a creative meeting fly on the wall and be like oh my god this is so exciting <laughs> how exciting I know sometimes we're like this could be a Netflix show we have so <laughs> much fun this literally could be a show <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it could I would watch it in in a second <laughs> My type of thing, I love it. And um, I know you yeah, did yeah. a an influencer collab with Australia's own Chloe Morello. We so, did. Yes. Yeah, that was one of our um, earlier collabs. She was just unbelievable. We actually did two collections with Chloe. Yeah. Um, we did one in 2016 and then one in 2017. Yeah. Um, just love her. She's just an absolute babe. She was so easy to work with. It was just a dream come true for me because I kind of always followed her and, and watched her content. And she's just yeah. such a girl next door that you just can't help but fall in love with. You know, yeah. she's just funny and she's cute and but she's beautiful. And, you know, she always makes people laugh with her little Chloe-isms. Um, yeah. So that was really fun. And the one, the first one did so well that we actually did um, a round two with her. Um, so that was amazing as well. So good. I remember I was actually so excited for this collab. The first one, I believe it was. And, um, I was lining up in front of Mecca Maxima, um, waiting for it to oh, open yes. and to get it. Oh. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, and I yeah, loved it. Yeah. It was the only yeah, was eyeshadow great. palette I used for months. It had everything oh, I needed. Amazing. Yep. It was yeah, the only thing I used. Such a good palette. Yep, and it had the little mascara. So, yeah, I have tried the yep, mascara. that and then, was Wonder Wand. Yep, yeah. And I loved the little lip product in that as well. The shade was beautiful. Yeah, Liquid Velvet that was. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's one of our, our matte liquid lips. Got a, nice, a lovely little um, dose bit to it as well with the points. So it's yes. really easy to apply. So easy. Yeah, and the little bag that it came with. Yes, oh, my goodness, I loved it. So beautiful. <laughs> so gorgeous. And so what's been your greatest achievement with Ciarte, would you say? I mean, gosh, there's so many. You know, we've achieved so much in such a short space of time, I guess. My my kind of pinch myself moment, I guess, my own, you know, sense of achievement was when I was asked by Allure magazine in the US to feature in their their magazine. And I they asked me to come to New York and they were doing a whole feature on um, beauty professionals wow. and invited me to a studio in New York. And it, the photographer um, was Patrick de Marchelier. And I'm obsessed with photography wow. and obsessed with photographers. Yeah. And, you know, he has shot every major celebrity in the world and Princess Diana and, My you know, incredible people over the years. And yeah. To think that I've spent my career behind, you know, behind the camera, you know, directing the shoot, and all of a sudden I'm there with one of the world's 
most unbelievable photographers directing me saying, hey, you know, move your head to the side, do this, do this. And, he, and it was just the most electric moment ever because it was like, oh, my God, am I actually getting photographed right now by <laughs> the man who shot, you know, Princess Diana yeah. and all these incredible people and Michelle yeah. Obama and, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And it was just so incredible that it was it was just one of those moments where I was like oh my god you know everything I've done and everything I've achieved till now you know Allure, Allure is recognizing it and and I'm getting shot by Patrick Mulcahy so it huge. was just it was just one of those moments so oh not not so much a business achievement but yeah. more of a like did that just happen moment, yeah I you know and I think what was amazing for me just because I've been in the world of photography and working at shoots and working at all of these things mm-hmm. I never in a million years did I think that I would then be there and he would be photographing me you know yeah. so, so that was just incredible that is huge <laughs> you'll never forget that oh my god no it was amazing That's incredible and so where do you see Ciarte in the next few years and do you have anything exciting coming up yeah, so um, we obviously have more collaborations coming up. Right. Um, really exciting. We've got a major collaboration happening in fall, mm. um, which it all all will be revealed very very soon. Mm. Um, but she is um, a, a a big deal right now, um, and it's super exciting. So we we're mm. very excited about that. We're just going to continue doing what we do, launching product, disrupting the space. You know launching more product that's you know skincare benefit hybrid expanding our distribution um probably venturing into a little bit little bit of skin um actual you know real skincare because obviously you know you can have the best makeup in the world but you need a good base and you need your skin to be in a good place so really want to kind of expand into that not majorly but just the essentials that you need to have great skin um and just doing more and more of what we do we're definitely seeing a resurgence in nail you know nails has taken a bit of a hiatus in the last kind of four years it's not really been uh, before covid it wasn't really a focus yeah. for, for for people we, they were really kind of pared back and you know going quite classic and now because of covid and everyone being at home nail art is had a big boom again yeah for sure um, and so we're definitely seeing a big resurgence in nails so we've got lots of exciting things happening in nail again which is so exciting because that's our heritage yeah, so absolutely. being able to kind of bring those things back to the um, forefront is incredible um, so yeah I mean had you asked me this question last year I would have said we're going to open up a store in LA which we were absolutely oh, planning on doing um, in Venice around kind of Venice uh, Santa Monica area yep. um, but you know what the world has changed so much yep. I really don't think that will be part of our strategy anymore because you know had we have done it you know it would have been quite challenging yeah, <laughs> quite oh challenging goodness. over the last year so yep. um, I think that's kind of going to go on ice for the yep. time being um, and I think we just need to kind of continue to to do what we do and and you know just keep keep um keep evolving and and um moving with the times i think that it's such a such a fast moving industry isn't it and 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 everything just changes so much and moves so much and it's just trying to stay um stay on the pulse and pivot where we need to and and just try and keep on doing what we do and, and 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 try and bring some even more 
amazing product to the market. Absolutely. Good answer. I'm excited to find out about your collaboration coming up. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you see it announced, you'll be like, oh, that's who she meant. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my God, who's big right now? I'm like making a, a list in my head. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, oh my God, I need to figure this out. I'm like detective mode. <laughs> um, so I wanted to jump in to some random questions for you, Charlotte, yeah. if I may. Yeah. Okay, so number one, if you had to say, this is me in Ciate product form, what product out of your line would you be? Oh my goodness. I normally ask this question to people in interviews and I say, <laughs> what biscuit would you be? If you were a biscuit, what biscuit would yep. you be? So this is the same question, but as a beauty product. I love it. Um, we have a product that is called the 4-in-1 Multi-Brush. And I would say that I am that because it's like an absolute, um, you know, must-have product. So it delivers everything, but it also does a bit of everything. Right. So it does the job that it needs to do, but it also, you can break it down and it can do four different jobs at the same time if it needs to. And I kind of think that's me in Ciate because one moment I'm like wearing my creative hat and, you know, coming up with the next big product and or maybe it's not me but I'm collaborating with the team doing that next moment I'm like heading to spreadsheets and figuring (laughs) out what um you know figuring out you know business stuff and the next minute I'm you know I don't know working with my team on uh, concepts for rolling out distribution and the next minute I'm on a sales call with a major retailer talking about a product you know a big launch so I guess because I wear so many hats, I'm, that brush kind of yep. does can, does all of the job. Um, but when you put them all together, kind of is keep, keeps the ship together, but then can kind of break itself up into many parts um, to, to, to help everyone on the team as and when they need to. I like that. It's like you're a big ship and then the, you're these little lifeboats as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that for a little analogy there? There you go. I like that. I like that. (laughs) So funny. Oh, my God. And so if you had to be or had to have a slogan or a catchphrase underneath your name, what would it be? Um, It would be, um, oh, my goodness, these are hard. (laughs) Okay. So it would be Forever Fearless. Ooh, that's nice. Yes. You should adopt yeah, that yeah. for sure. <laughs> should I just literally put that under my name from 100%. now on on my on my um, Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Do the documentation. It's it's set. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I re- yeah, no, because I think being fearless has got me to where I am today. Because yeah. you know you have to take a lot of risks along the way. So absolutely. I guess I'm fearless in my approach to the business. Uh, but also fearless in our approach to product yes. because we're not afraid to launch product that nobody's ever done before. We're not afraid to um, be the first, yep. you know, and some and some people are because they want to watch others first and see how they pan out. And Whereas we, we've always been very fearless or I certainly have been very fearless in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I love that. That's really good and very witty by you as well. I know that was hard putting you on the spot. <laughs> So funny. And um, the third and final one, you'd be relieved to know. Um, Do you have any resolutions for this year? 
Um, or any goals? I don't like to set. I don't. Yeah, I don't set New Year's resolutions because mm-hmm. I feel like it's this thing of people do it in that first week in January, and then they <laughs> continue to beat themselves up for yep. the next few weeks if they've not actually jumped on their resolution. So yep. what I do instead is I I tend to write out a list of things that I want to have accomplished by that time next year. Right. So kind of like by by the first week in January, I write my little list and then I'm like, okay, these are the things I want to have ticked and accomplished by this time next year. So um, what are what things are on my list? I think the biggest thing for me is just improving my, okay, I hate the phrase work-life balance. I think it's a really, I can't stand yeah. that phrase because it's just so <laughs> cheesy and it's just almost like, oh, you know, but I, I, one of the things for me is just improving my quality of downtime and right. taking that downtime and taking it and enjoying it and being in it because I have a tendency to not be in the moment enough and being present Um, because I think from a business point of view I am always planning the future always always in the future always working on new launches and you're always having to think you know a season ahead two seasons ahead and you're always planning out into the future and sometimes it's so hard when you finish up for the day or you finish up on a Friday to then be like, okay, right, click mine, done. I'm in the present now. Um, And I am a mom, you know, I've got a 15 year old. And so I'm constantly kind of, you know, trying to, okay, Charlotte, Charlotte, you know, enough now, in the present, in the present. And I'm kind of in the present with her, of course. But then when it comes to me, I'm always kind of planning, 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 future planning. And and just sometimes... You know, you can't live like that forever because you, you, things will pass you by. You won't actually smell the cut grass. You won't, you won't see the butterfly, you know, flying above the, the rose bush and all these things that you see on the daily. Because if you're always thinking about other things and your mind is always astray with the next launch or the next this or the next that, you just miss those sensorial moments around you all the time. So I kind of like that's one of the things that I want to have achieved and whether I need to achieve that through some meditation or just yeah. whatever it is, like that's what I need to do. I bought a Peloton bike, you know, the bikes where you do the um, the spinning class at home with yeah. the screen and you do the classes. And that that's my first attempt to be in the moment because I know when I used to travel all the time to the US I'd do like soul cycle classes and stuff yeah, right. and that was like my 45 minutes of being in the moment because you're yep. in the moment and you are <laughs> you are so in the moment you're wishing <laughs> that you were out the moment yeah. you're like everything's hurting and you're like oh my god but you don't have the ability to be anywhere else but yep. get through that class and yep. so I I I got I got the bike to be able to have those moments. So Good. I'm definitely like committing to my um committing to my mission. So yes. we'll see. We'll, we'll talk in. We'll talk at the end of the year yeah. and see if I achieve it. <laughs> see how you've been going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's great though. I think that's a really good way to kind of like give yourself some goals, but not heaps of pressure to do it by you know a few months or you know something. You have a whole year, which is pretty Definitely. decent amount. Of time. I know it's probably a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you forget about it. You'll be like, "What was my I know, goal again?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, you have been so incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. Oh, not at all. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. 
You have been listening to a Fashion Avenue production hosted by me, Amber Lowther, and produced by me as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. And if you want to follow myself too, at Amber Lowther. Feel free to join the private podcast Facebook group and subscribe to our email newsletter for the latest updates and giveaways. But most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.